Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unlimited Railworks. It's Tuesday, November 30th, as of recording, which is almost December, which is uh, really something. Uh, I don't want to think about it. What I do want to think about is how John is here once again, repeating Hi, folks. another yeah. special guest appearance. <laughs> don't make me feel like that <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah i'm back uh i'm gonna be on this podcast but i'm not gonna be on the main podcast uh coming up or i guess last week for those of you who are uh not on the patreon because i'm going to ceo i'm looking forward to that Woo-hoo. but yeah I, I i had to be on the anime podcast i gotta talk with my friends about uh, the show that we chose, or the, that Rose chose this time. <laughs> yeah, don't assign it to all of us. Only I would do something so sick. Um, Maverick is also here. Speaking of sick. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm here. Uh, uh, so to get the... Uh, no, I, I can still save this. I can still save this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm hearing you elsewhere else I would like to be or what I would like to be. Uh, just roll, roll with me here. I'm still going. I'm still going on this. <laughs> okay. Uh, th- this is gonna land. This is gonna. This Ooh, is gonna land yeah, so cool, land. and everyone's gonna think I'm cool and awesome. And girls are gonna watch, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, that's pretty awesome, Maverick." Uh, what I would love to be is to be the one. Be the one. All right. I don't want to <sighs> give it up. Fighting for tomorrow. Be oh. the light. Be the light. All right. Love is strong. Oh, it'll always find a way. <laughs> Living in the moment. He did it. He, Every he did day it. is beautiful. Yeah. Um, oh God. Oh, I, <laughs> we're, we're gonna. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Yeah. Uh, but that's LV over well, there. Well, now we know what you two will choose for karaoke. Oh, right? yeah. Um, Listen, half of my... I, tra- I, I was listening to the English version. It's pretty good. I actually... There's an English LV version? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she there made is. It. Yeah, the official singer. The actress no. herself is... I mean, not... Sorry. The singer herself is not um, native Japanese. So okay, hold she's on. She's very fluent in English. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm here. Um, I feel like I stumbled upon something I shouldn't be in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What the common writer club? But, uh, th- yeah, but the door closed behind That's me. That's the wrong show. I, I can't. Gross. That's the wrong one. That's, That's the sick. wrong I'm one. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fake fan. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say that is definitely the wrong club for you, LV. But <laughs> fortunately, everyone has to ride a, with me on this one. Um, we're, we're common riding. That's right. Um, I think. <laughs> You know, not to get ahead of ourselves, you know, we're talking about Common Rider Build, the show that I picked. Uh, you know, something that really strikes me in a lot of Common Rider series is obviously the original was called that because he rode the bike, right? But the bike is mm-hmm. so vestigial and, like, <laughs> re- like used so sparingly in most of the series of the modern era. Like, uh, Build, for example, where he, he yeah. definitely has a motorcycle, but I would not say it's integral uh, to You're anything. Right. Um, but yeah, the mask is there though. That's true. They are masks. They are. They are. That that part of the title is still relevant. <laughs> You're right. Though masks feels like underselling what a lot of these suit designs go. Oh yeah, for they're full on suits. Days. They're full on suits. They're great. <laughs> um, yeah, this common rider build. What 2018, I believe. Sounds about right. Um, I should have pulled up my documentation. Uh, all I yep, had open so... was the best match list. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, oh, you're ready to you're, you're ready to say your fave. Yeah. That's what that is. September third, uh-huh. twenty seventeen to August twenty sixth, twenty eighteen. This was uh, what is it? Let me see right here. Joined by Kaito Sentai Lupin Ranger versus Keisatsu Sentai Patch Ranger. Uh, because they always get paired up with a accompanying Sentai series. So this is one of the ones that didn't get adapted into a Power Rangers series, because it was the Cops and Robbers one. Oh. And they didn't want to try and portray thieves as cool, because the United (laughs) States loves to lick boots. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) So then what, they just do two dinosaur ones back-to-back, basically? They've done multiple dinosaur ones. I know like, they've done have, so many dinosaur ones. I feel ones. like they uh, did one, like, a few years ago, and then they did another one this year for uh, uh, yep, Sentai they stuff. did. So then it must have been Power Rangers. Huh. Uh, it, but yeah. Literally? It, yeah. Not, not to get immediately into this, but uh, it is uh, Dino Charge and Dino Supercharge, which are the Z-Roger ones with the uh, the, the okay. Nerf Gun and Samba Beat Sentai. Ninja Steel, so the Ninja Sentai. Yeah, the nin- they, they did multiple Ninja ones, too. Yeah. I- <laughs> Beast Morphers, which is the odd one, which is when they went back into a like past series to redo yep. that one because they didn't do it yet. And then Dino yep. Fury, which is Ryu Soldier. Anyway, uh, well, sh- welcome to me, the hidden uh, like Toku Freak. Not actually, but I just it it's there. It's there. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, common writer. Um but yeah, I mean you can't talk about one Toku series without the other, really. That's just the nature of its grip on the world. Um but yeah, uh, Common Rider Build is a series about, you know, they find a magic box on the on Mars. I almost said the moon. But that's a different one. It's Mars. <laughs> On Mars. And uh, it comes down and then someone tries to open it and then it makes the entire country explode with a huge wall in the middle. So there's Toto, Hokuto, and Sato. Oh, I, I found I found the uh, the narrator of uh, the narration. So oh, <clears throat> perfect. Here we go. It has been 10 years since the Pandora box was discovered on Mars and caused the Skywall tragedy. Our country was divided into Toto, Sato, and Hokuto, resulting in untold chaos. Yeah, fucking hell yeah. Uh, yeah, um, so this is all about, you know, Kiryu Sento, who's a super genius. He's the main common Rider guy, and he rescues this dude who's running away from prison named Banjo Ryuga. And they're trying to, you know, deal with a bunch of random shit that happens and fighting smashes, which just look like bike locks most of the time. <laughs> um, this is a fairly different common rider in the terms of like the grand schemes of common riders, where most follow a weekly monster of the week format, whereas this, especially as it gets further into the series, not past where we watched, um, it gets really more into riders they they create so many riders guys you have no idea how many riders are in that series by the end but it's always popping um but in the episodes we watched i think we just wrapped up with cross z which is good Mm -hmm. um and i'm really regretting because i realized at the end of episode 12 that episode 13 would have been the perfect one to end on because it it's like a big plot thread but it's fine 
you get the gist. What would be what would be truer to the toku, uh, you know, tokusatsu watching experience than just endlessly doing cliffhanger endings, right? <laughs> you got to do it. Um, I, I definitely felt that towards the lot. I actually watched up to fourteen. So oh, I think wow. I ended so sufficiently. Word. I was follow. I was following a guide. They were. It was like one to fourteen is one arc, and I'm like, okay, I guess I I'll guess do that. That's uh, sort of true. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> that, that's it still sort ended of on it, a cliffhanger. But also, like episode twelve <laughs> is clearly set up oh. as an end of season episode. Yeah, they I, it, it was because the ending credits are like they yeah. end it with the opening. Yeah. The opening is different in 13. And I'm yes. like, oh, no, am I too far? But I kept going. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, but episode episode uh, 12 does have something iconic, which I think is good that it ends on. Is It is written by the, uh, one of the writers for Fies. This is a famous writer um, because he always writes people falling off of bridges. In oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Episode 12. Oh, he jumps no. off the bridge or whatever. Um, yep. <laughs> incredible stuff i have to say right there if i was a writer through, i would strive to have a trope such as that just want to be known for that through yeah. through that uh through that poor man down the down a goddamn bridge yeah uh uh but yeah uh, you know lv not to get ahead of it i i would i would love to hear what your thoughts are on <laughs> yeah um i kind of like i knew i was gonna like this because um as, uh, though Maverick seems to beat me at this, but um, I loved Power Rangers as a kid. But to this, I have yet to like actually bother watching like a lot of the original source material of like the series. At least I recollect. Um, and it was one of those things where it's like you know, as a as a as a as a young girl too. And unfortunately, with how like um, how you know marketing towards kids, you know, I didn't. I, I like I I was watching that series all the time. But I never thought. I would say out loud, oh, I like Power Rangers, you know, like to anyone, I think. Like, not because I was embarrassed, but maybe like in my head, unfortunately, like I subconsciously thought like, oh, it's wrong. I shouldn't like this. I'm a girl. No, uh, that, that's that's, you know, that's a mindset, of course, I quickly grew out of. And for sure, I like loved like a lot of the series, especially when it was just marathon and just made it easy to watch. Um, so for sure, going into this, I was I knew what to kind of expect in terms of like how ridiculous it was going to be. And for sure, it like served, I think. <laughs> <laughs> my expectations if not more um i was definitely impressed I, I i truly understand now why there's a big following for this franchise especially amongst like a foreign audience where to this day this um um unfortunately there isn't there doesn't seem to it's, it seems a little inaccessible in terms of like yeah. um at least the u.s i don't know i, I, pre- I feel it, like other countries this, actually have this dub um, um not the more recent series for the most part okay. but definitely stuff like kuga i mean we have yeah. kuga but like stuff like like the late 2000 ones i think they had right like a Spanish right version and, of double and, or something oh yeah and much older series like you know there are like licenses where um um you can you know you can find like and support and they actually do have official subtitles but for sure the recent series they don't there doesn't seem to be like an ongoing like yeah we're gonna keep putting this out and like it's 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 certainly not in the trend of like other media where like yeah we're gonna simulcast this across the world it's it's certainly not there unfortunately <laughs> Um, and like in that research too, I, I, I did not realize there were two failed attempts, maybe not failed, at least one of them failed for sure. Um, there were two attempts at American adaptations of Kamen Rider, um, <laughs> one of which was really bad and the other one seems to have mixed responses to you, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't, Amazon's. you know, and I never knew they existed. Dragon Knight, oh, Kamen Rider, Dragon Knight, yes. it's called. Okay. Yes. Yep. So I'm not sure, I, I'm not sure if it was on Fox Kids or if anything, I don't recall ever seeing on TV, so I guess that says a lot. 
But that looks okay. Maybe, yeah. Um, but that one looks really bad and seems, like, notoriously bad and might have been the nail in the coffin in terms of ever, like, getting it out there. Um, and I, I can imagine the latter series attempt, Dragon Knight, um, it was just difficult because M- Power Rangers has, like, a stake here. <laughs> and that is difficult to compete with. And I'm sure, like, it had a lot of issues of being compared to it a lot when, no, they are two different things. Um, but no, overall, yeah, I, as I was saying, I'm very impressed by the series. Um, um, for sure, I think I will finish it. Um, like you said, there's a cliffhanger every episode. Unfortunately, I have to know more. Um, I per- yeah, I personally watched ep- up to episode 14. Um, and there was there were so many things happening towards the last oh, those yeah. last couple episodes. There, people people were being double crossed. People were being quadruple crossed. There was so <laughs> much. Like I, I was just like, oh okay, we're getting there. Um, and in a sense, I kind of know how, you know, stuff that is considered children's media like this is, you know, like in, in the States, unfortunately, it's it's just very dumbed down. I, I think I think like a lot of children's media has developed much better in the last couple of years, especially in regards to, I think, acknowledging children are smart and not like dumbing down content beca- because they're just children. I, I think certainly children's media has improved a lot in the last couple of years. Um, but I guess like, you know, contextualizing things, you know, when I was growing up and seeing the Saturday morning cartoons, for sure, it's like, you know, trying to make everything a PSA and being afraid to, like, go deeper into certain topics than you need to be. You know, it's just like, uh, like, some shows did that, but, like, you know, to watch something on four kids and, you know, all, uh, every, you know, every anime they got at that point in time was just being censored left and right. You know, Yu-Gi-Oh! Just, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! was just utterly, like, uh, <laughs> censored in many ways. In understandable ways, but in also silly ways. Like, you could not show guns, despite the fact that, you know, lots of kids have seen action movies and seen way more violent things. Not to say you shouldn't constantly expose them to that stuff, but to see a cartoon gun is, is apparently, like, really bad. Um... So in a way, I was kind of shocked how like dark this series is, and yeah. I, you know, I, I know that maybe is like too strong a word, like oh, it was dark, but it certainly tracks into much. It, it clearly, you know, from what I've seen so far, it's clearly going into much serious topics that I would have not imagined seeing as a kid growing up in a Power Rangers episode. Um, Time Force, I, okay, you know, just to reference Power, <laughs> Power Rangers Time Force kind of, like, went that direction yeah, a bit, especially when it came to, like, fucking killing off a main character. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and kind of the extent of the violence, too, and implied violence they went into, and, you know, I'm not sure what's going on with um, some of the recent series, because especially since Power Rangers has, like, jumped through so many, like, acquisition loops, it's now in Hasbro, so I don't know what Hasbro's stance is now in regards to some content like that. Um, but... In general, um, I would not. I did not expect from the get go, like episode one. We're gonna let you know. Let's let's talk about human experimentation. Um, yeah. Rock and roll. <laughs> let us talk about like stuff like that. Um, and very clearly, like some sort of like thinly veiled like political commentary in regards to the basis of the plot revolving around the fact that Japan has divided into three pieces. You know, it's a very silly premise. Like, okay some alien bullshit has happened here and Japan is now like divided into three pieces mm-hmm. but for sure that's entering like even you know if you know for anyone who even knows like surface level like politics going on in the East Asian sphere and like how like unfortunately tense that stuff is especially in regards to relationships between Japan and Korea and China like and that's the stuff ongoing like 
that's like <laughs> that is certainly tiptoeing on the edge of something very very charged um and i'm not sure where you're gonna go with that further into the series you know i will find out because certainly i do want to keep going with this um yeah in general i was just very surprised i'm just very surprised about the stuff they were willing to just go into um even though it is coded with like a very kind of silly cartoonish um framework um because again it is a tokusatsu show <laughs> and unfortunately yeah it still has to sell toys too to an extent oh um, yeah don't worry they absolutely. never get away from that ever in any oh series. they never do they never do um i i gosh the commercials um that were tacked on with the episodes i was watching oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah and the tie-ins were like oh here like i'm not sure who those characters were but like oh maybe are, were these other common writers i'm not sure previous yep. series but yeah, they're like, yeah, see you at the stage. Like, I don't know if they're doing a live show, but it's refer- <laughs> yes. referencing some sort of movie they're crossover. Both, okay. honestly. Okay. They do movies, they do specials. They have they everything. Live shows. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It's a multimedia franchise. <laughs> they have they, they exist in every format. I am sure there are radio plays, even though I'm not sure if kids res- listen to radio plays. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's such a fun show, and yeah, quite a banger OP. Um, like, certainly, I think I have a lot to say, but it's it's like, wow, a lot has happened. Um, I think my favorite... Um, I think my favorite matchup is the Octopus Light, because when I first saw it... Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just like, okay. I don't know, I kind of liked... Um, what was it? Oh, Lion Cleaner. I kind of oh, really liked Lion yeah. Cleaner first because the moment he sucked up fire, I knew. <laughs> I was just like, damn, okay. The cleaner All right, this is very it. funny uh, to like, use the general. It's just a vacuum like hand. The hedgehog, um, hedgehog fire or whatever. Right. Uh, fucking God. So many incredible combinations in this program, let me tell you. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, yeah, it's... I, 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 but octopus like i think like ca- captured my heart um <laughs> he just blinded that man and then yeeted him with the tentacles yeah. i yeah very fascinating um yeah misora just she needs to be paid um <laughs> thankless job uh <laughs> i hope she survives this whole de- ordeal i don't know right okay episode two or three Someone just fucking dies. <laughs> I I'm just thinking about that now. I'm just remembering oh, like what, uh, I'm remembering Banjo's events. Uh, fiance. Um, Banjo's fiance. <laughs> yeah. She just fucking the thing. She gets she gets obliterated. Holy shit! Very All I could think about it when Maverick was mentioning it in our group chat was, oh my gosh, his fucking the fact that I I I always forget that he, when his fiance dies and he's holding her in his arms, he has you looked better on social media shirt on. <laughs> and it's just like there's so many that. scenes like that in the show because he's always wearing stupid shirts. Yeah, he's always wearing some unhinged shirt. Like, there is like a character later. Where is he getting his clothes? There is a character later who wears the most insane outfits, and that's like their gimmick. <laughs> and uh-huh. you've already seen this character, but this is another side of them, and it is truly incredible. Oh, no. It is truly incredible okay. stuff. Um, <laughs> this is a great show. I love this show. Um. John, what Hi. are your thoughts? Hi. Um. Well, I'll be honest. When I first started it, I I, I didn't hate it, but I was definitely just kind of like, eh, I'm not like too impressed about all this. I'm just kind of sitting here, hanging out, watching this. But as it went on, I would say that I have become invested. 
I like it. It's fun. Um, it's not anything too, uh, you know, demanding of your time. You know, it's it's a good breezy watch. Uh, the action is very fun. Uh, and although you know the chore- the choreography is genuinely impressive, um, the designs for all the costumes are really cool. Um, all the all the toys are pretty neat. Yeah, I, I would say I'm not like toku pilled or anything. Like yeah. it sounds like uh, maybe y'all <laughs> are, but I had a pretty solid time watching it. Um, I, like I, I will. I don't. I always say that I'm going to finish stuff, and then I never do. But I have the intent to continue to watch this. Is what I would say. I have. I think like this is also one of the best ones if you ever have just people to watch it with. Mm-hmm. Um, really good one to just fuck around. Common Rider in general really lends itself well to um, group watches. Yeah, it's yeah, a group uh, thing, like it's because it's just yeah. everyone watching, going, "Holy shit, you just did that!" <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a crowd, yeah. new crowd affirmation. And you know what? I think like especially hooked me in and again i don't you know you know maybe if i revisit power rangers or something like if i revisit it um and to make comparison but it really does feel like like the way they edit it and the way you know you have things like kind of like japanese comedy conventions and tropes of certain things they do and certain like beats that are very typical in a lot of japanese comedy and kid shows which you know is very apparent but also just how the show is edited and like like when they go from shot to shot and scene, it feels like a soap opera, and I think that's what got mm-hmm. me in particular. Like it's it's like wow, this is I I I they got me there. This manipulative ass like way they edit soap operas where like you know and re, re, you know re, re, recollecting a lot of the ones that I sit through sometimes watching with my mom, and not because I not because I care, but like they are very fascinating how bad they are. I mean, there's some good ones, <laughs> but just soap operas in general, I'm like. The whole thing, like, you know, again, there seems to be a constant cliffhanger. There's always some sort of twist. And, like, th- th- how they're scripting the show is very brilliant and very thoughtful in terms of, like, making sure each episode has some sort of hook to keep you on, which is what soap operas do, um, where they withhold a lot of information. But meanwhile, you know, like, oh, we're going to give you this tease and then, like, uh, surprise, it's not what you expect next episode, you know, and unravel that. It really does feel like... Um, a soap opera for kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maverick, what do you, what do you think? Let me, let me, let me ask you as a fellow common writer member of the club. What are your? Yeah, thoughts? you know, I, I thought it was pretty all right. I think it was just kind of like a, <laughs> like like just a, another day, like a five out of ten. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I I think build is really interesting. So, you know, fucking context for who I am as a person. The immediate things that I would say shaped my childhood were Power Rangers and Ed, Ed, and Eddie. If you just want the two immediate, <laughs> uh-huh. like, compositions of who I am as a person. But uh, with that in mind, you know, like, the first Kamen Rider anything I watched. Oh, God, wait, I say that. It is either I started with Gaim and then got into Double, oh. or a friend recommended me Double and then concurrently I got into Gaim. One of those two. But, you know, it, it's always been my sphere of just, like, something I'll eventually get to. Like, how I'll eventually 
get into Ultraman, and then suddenly I'll eventually actually feel like watching uh, Evangelion, because I'll understand where Hideaki Anno is coming from finally, but, you know, eventual hurdles, eventual hurdles. With Build, <laughs> um, no, you know, it was really fun, and I was mentioning it before, but with a lot of the common Rider series that I was familiar with, uh, O's, Double, Forze, Drive all very much follow this, like, two-episode format where, you know, one monster will sort of be the focus or one power will be the focus for two whole episodes. And so that's just two weeks of, like, going through that. Build is just, like, breakneck speed. All right, uh, here's this convict. His girlfriend died. We're going to have you with his boyfriend. Now you find out, oh, by the way, I was a scientist. I'm not just a barista. Oh, by the way, I, like, caused uh, two world leaders to, like, lose their minds, I guess. By the way, I uh, found out that the person that made uh, the build program wanted it to be a war machine. By the way, that person may or may not be alive. Like, there's just so much happening in the span of these 12 episodes. Yeah. That. Yeah. Like, e- even thinking about, oh, we get our second writer 12 episodes in, I'm trying to remember, like, okay, how long did it take for, God, the last uh, common writer that I can remember was Forze. And, like, I'm just thinking, how long did it take for that secondary writer to like show 24 up? 24 episodes or something. <laughs> yeah, like, 24 episodes. Or just it, it actually... A, a different kind of buildup than what build is going for, which again, I appreciate it. I like that. It's just immediately wanting to go off the shits. Cause like pop off, but also it's different. <laughs> like no way going around it, but it's so much fun. I really enjoy that. There are a lot of just, that uh, there is a familiarity with the way that they go about sort of just um having the setup of here is our kooky band of individuals that are gonna just try and like be the focus for a lot of the uh work that we do here but then at the same time you know just immediately going oh yeah banjo's trying to do stuff for himself it's gonna take him a while to actually get into this or uh, the the uh, selfishness also of Kiryu. Like, there's so many intricate things that do remind me of the way that Gaim wanted to meld its own overarching narrative of betrayal and deceit because this is Genarobochi and everyone's like, oh man, the Madoka guy's doing Kamen Rider. I wonder what's going <laughs> to happen. You, you get a bloated uh, 7 out of 10 is what you get happening. Anyway, um, ooh. Yeah, no, listen, Gaim has very good suit designs. It has some fair, very fun suit designs. Yeah. Does it have a little bit of homophobia? Maybe. Does it have a little <laughs> bit of uh, weird um, regulate or w- weird analogs to uh, the Warring States period? Maybe. Does it kind of drop the dance motif it promised at the beginning? Yes, it fucking does. But anyway, I'm not talking about Gaim. I'm talking about Build. And Build... You are. Also, being a weird Romance of the Three Kingdoms style thing, I guess. 
Because yeah. two narratives have only ever existed in the Eastern media. <laughs> and it's Journey to the West and Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> those are the only two narratives. But no, it's been fun. And oh, of course I'm going to try and finish this. It's easy. It's light. Uh, I love that uh, the, the lunar... Is it the lunar moon salt? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's... That's good. That that does me good. I'm a fan. Some yeah, I I'm obviously a fan of Common Rider Build. I think it's my favorite Common Rider after watching all of these various ones. Um with regards to the toys aspect of the show, I have to say my favorite part of Build compared to even a lot of the other shows is just every single fucking little jingle they do before like a transformation or something yeah. and this one particular yep. is like a chef's kiss per- like missed match bat bat living their best life i love it it's so <laughs> fucking oh. good and there's the little the dragon is yeah. little oh, dragon yeah. flying around and it plays <laughs> little noise fucking, oh. yeah it's so yeah, fucking I, good. I, I, I really, yeah, I really like the embrace of the these weird gear modular motifs. Yeah. Like the fact that like the transformation effect is literally, yeah, it's emul is that is that from my understanding, that's purposeful, right? It's yeah, emulating like, like Gundam. those Gundam kits, yeah. those build kits, yep. which goes to the theme of Kamen Rider build, right? Like it's it's, mm-hmm. it's acknowledging it's an action figure being made. That's really cool to me. <laughs> oh, you listen, if you are a fan of just little jingles and sounds, just go and get 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 it to any common writer like yeah just they all have it like great like they all have their little bit that's just great um like i always think of like o's is the tato ba tato ba tato ba or whatever they just do so many there's so many they're all good but i love builds because and i think this is a product of build being a series that is primarily driven not by monsters of the week but by other writers or other forces where everyone has a fucking transformation jingle, so there's just more of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, like, again, would be fucking, uh, would be Gaim, just because there's so many fucking writers in that yeah. one, too. Um, LV, you, you, you watched to 14, so you saw Sparkling, I think, right? Yes, I did yeah, see Sparkling. So, you know, like how good that <laughs> one is, too. Pepsi. That. Um, pep, yeah. Uh, there's just so many good ones and it just keeps getting better. Um, I love Bloodstock as a guy. Uh-huh. Um, I think every <laughs> show a needs oh, a little guy like that. Bloodstock is a little right? freak. Like, what is... What, you know, and again, I've seen... I've, I've seen up to 14. Yeah, so you know who gonna, he is. I'm going to be careful about but. not... But, like, the... the that mm, I And I point this out in my... My notes, Patreons will be able to read. But, like, uh, the tension between him and um fucking batman i'm gonna call him batman even <laughs> Gintoku, though that's not his yeah. real name but they keep but they keep saying the batman for many episodes until they realize what his name is night rogue right oh, yeah. um what is going on there like the te- <laughs> i don't know what those actors were told to do but they keep having this weird sexual tension oh yeah on screen. um <laughs> yeah no definitely um and I'm, I, I know what their their identities actually are now, yeah. but I, I don't quite get it yet. Uh- <laughs> no, I think, like, in general, like, that's what oh, always what happens in Common Rider is the sexual tension is unreal. Uh, this show, it, it is very unreal. This show in particular has the 
biggest gay main writer and secondary writer, I think, with Kiryu yeah, and Banjo. I, I, just like... I, I also point this out. So they're all like hiding in the basement of that cafe. Yeah. There's one bed. Mm-hmm. There's only one bed. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Misora sleeps in the. Ch- I, I think that's. I don't know. I think she. Ta- that's actually her bed, but I don't know. She's like in the chamber half the time. Well, they have two beds. They have one by the door, and then they have one over in Sento's area or whatever. And I. Th- okay. I think so, but that's still one bed for those two. That's a long that's, time. Yeah, you know? exactly. She's gonna claim the one bed, and those two have to deal with it. Um. <laughs> No, um, yeah, I, I just love every scene, especially on a rewatch of this, just being like, God, like, they do all these, like, confession scenes between them and right. stuff like that. Like, the, what was it, the one in, like, episode... A lot of rain scenes, too. Yeah. Like, uh, like sad rain <sighs> scene, sad gay rain scenes. Episode um. 10, I think it is, is when, um, they first start, like, implying he's gonna become Cross Z, I think. And then mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, they, they, they they're like in the middle of fights, and they keep going like, "Oh, your your levels are rising. You're almost uh, there." That's the best thing. That's the thing about Bloodstock that I was saying is like, <laughs> I loved. All I can think about when I think of Bloodstock, besides stuff he does later, is just the, the time Bandro's punching him, and he just keeps going, "Hazard level two point three. Hazard level two point four. This is the shit, my man. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> just like let's fucking go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so fucking good. Um. Also, yeah, you know, Banjo and uh, Kiryu definitely uh, go going for the consideration for it. I'm just saying, their gimmick is not that they fuse into one guy. That's true. Like, uh, put like some double, respect yeah. on Shotaro and Phillips' uh, name right there. Is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, unless you watch the movie, um, in which um, I refuse to do anything that makes me. Uh, uh, pull out from that so <laughs> that um, that's non-canon in my eyes but no like just like the, the, i think of the episode 10 there's just like a scene where like banjo's like you really taught me to 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 think about what i'm doing and be smart or whatever and do all this stuff or whatever right. and then Santa turns around and goes that's funny i was going to say the same thing to you and then they walk yep. away or whatever it's just like god <laughs> calm down guys get a room they can't well, they they kind of did get a room. It's down there, but <laughs> they all share that one. Room. Yeah, they all share that one room. They have to share it. They can't go anywhere else. When you get to like the end of that show, and there's like twenty dudes in that base, they <laughs> <laughs> uh, just all have to hide there. No, it's a, um, <laughs> it's it's great stuff, and I, I highly recommend anyone who, if you watched it and you enjoyed it, like watching it all the way through. It just it never lets up. It's great. Like eventually they add they introduce common writer Grease, who's a really funny guy. He's pretty cool. Um, I think he's actually in Gaim? Question mark. I think he's in Gaim. or he's in one of them in the past. Maybe Ryuki. I don't know. Either way, he he was actually played like a character in another common writer, but then they were just like, "Okay, you can be a main common writer this time," <laughs> which I think is funny. Oh, how nice! Um, yeah, great stuff, great show. I love it. Um, one thing I was going to ask you, John, about was, did you ever get used to the physical comedy bits that I know you didn't quite like too much? Yeah, it's fine. They, they they're not really as prevalent, I suppose, but it's fine. I'll live. You know, it's it's for kids. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Because I I sort of agree with you to an extent, but I will say that the thing that I always think of that gets a, a big laugh out of me is when uh, Isarugi, the uh, master of the 
cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just reading a story on his iPad, and then he just yeah, he somehow just rolls it. it up into a thing, and then and scratches. He never his does back that again. And, laughs, and it's just like, oh yeah, what the fuck it's was very that? Good. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> he never it's does that cool. again. It's inexplicable. Inexplicable. Very inexplicable. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, Common Rider Bill, am I right? Mm-hmm. It's good. It's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, do we have any questions or opinions, John? We have quite a few, actually. Um, oh my god. Oh boy. Not like a shit ton, but we have some. Here. Oh, okay. All right. If you want to send in a question <laughs> or comment or whatever the hell, you can go to uh, videogamechoochoo.humble.com/ask. You'll sound like these folks right here. We attracted the common writers. Oh, we yeah. did. Uh, we got them. Harlequin Wheels asks, if the common writer build full bottles were real, which one slash combination of two would taste the best? <laughs> no! You know, the whole time I was watching the show before it really registered with me, like, what those are? Yeah. I kept saying they're ink toners. They look like fucking ink toners. I'm like, damn. Those are ink toners. Expensive shit. Tank. Um, and diamond because it's just fruit punch and arctic ice yeah all right what what flavor gatorades do you want that that's that's the question what flavor gatorades do you want no wait um god which one is arctic which one is the ice blue whichever one is ice blue that's do that one Uh, and i mean ice blue is like that's diamond isn't diamond ice blue i I think yeah no i thought it was whiter but i'm thinking about panda Oh, Panda. Yeah, Panda. Okay. That Which is, would be just stock mystery flavor, like yeah, a fucking coconut. <laughs> oh, man. I have some of that Ooh. ginger-snapped Mountain Dew downstairs that I took one sip out of, and it was so indecipherable to figure out what this tasted like that I stopped. I gotta look at those uh, best matches again. Um, One of my favorite best matches, not to get ahead of herself because I know this is about drinking them, but I fucking love dragon and lock i think that's such a good fucking stupid little combination that they do oh that's and so good when banjo is like oh god and it's the best match like yeah. oh that was a uh, great little fantasia. bit <laughs> sealed fantasia or just like just, the just, earlier bit where he's like he's like best matches aren't so easy you can just figure it out and he's like what about these two and he puts them in and it's a best match and he's like what the fuck it's a guessing game uh, God. Um, uh, oh God! There's like a ranking of the build oh, fuck matches yes. chart that meme thing. I know it's spoiling at things. It's but I don't know what each are anyway. Oh um, God! The fucking uh, I I loved the comic ninja. Yeah. Just because oh, of how sword. much they were just like wow, comics and ninjas. Who would think? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, John. The logic between matching things is very fascinating. Oh, once I, you I get the idea of boardroom is incredible. Once you get on there. not to spoil anything, but in like episode thirty-eight, they explain what best matches are, and it's insane. It's absolutely uh-huh. insane in the context oh, of boy. the world. It's really good. Oh uh, boy, John, I was going to ask you, how do you feel about uh, Pirate Train? Pirate Train is pretty good. I was going to say the flavor that I want to try the most is probably Fire Hedgehog. Uh, yeah, that that, that, yeah. that that seems like it would be a really weird energy drink, but like one of those like one of those ones that you just keeps you going throughout the whole day. Like I I, I want to try Fire Hedgehog energy drink. That would definitely have like a like a heat to it. So not to be basic here, but I'm going mm-hmm. to go with one that you 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 haven't seen yet, 
but it's like in like the next episode is there's rabbit tank sparkling because it looks like this. Yeah, it's a soda. It's a soda can, and you just crack it's it open. Literally I know soda. that's cheating, yeah. and that's fairly basic, but you look at that and you go, that's a Pepsi. All that right. looks good. That is a Pepsi. It's a crystal Pepsi. Crack that open. Yeah. Crack it. <laughs> but like, yeah, Common just, writer can check. Honestly, just the normal rabbit also just looks like Code Red, a cherry soda mm. or something. Look at yeah. that. That looks good. Ooh, low rabbit. I don't even know what that is. That's insane. I'm looking at this list now. I mean, Rabbit Tank is literally just the Pepsi colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like Voltage. That, that just looks red. like a cola. That, uh, yeah, just brand like recognition. It looks like a cola to me. Uh. All right. Uh, next thing here, uh, we have another question here. There's, I guess I guess we kind of already talked about this here, but um, Anonymous asks... Who's the best villain in Kamen Rider built, and why is it Bloodstock? He's so fucking good because he has no he has no goals. He's just, he's just hanging he, out. Like he, yeah. he he gives off the impression he has grand ambitions, but he's just fucking around. I I really like the scene where he's starting to like walk away with Pandora's box, and then the guy just shows yeah. up and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "What do you mean? I'm just hanging out." He wasn't lying. He was yeah, just hanging out. He was just hanging yeah. out. He was just there... steam blasting a dude. <laughs> okay. I forgot what episode this was, but they're in like the warehouse. They're having a fight. All four of them are there. You know, Banjo, mm-hmm. Kyu, and Night Rogue included. He just shows up. Just just like, no, you know, he just intervenes. He just stops the fight. The other two get away. And before he leaves, he just throws a chair across Night Rogue. It's very funny. Uh, <laughs> like, so good. And then he just walks away. <laughs> and this guy only gets better. Like what? I'm telling you, like as this guy gets I, upgraded, I'm feeling it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> God, oh, so fucking good. What is? He just shows up. Shows up for no reason. <laughs> But, like, right now, it's like we've only seen, really seen Gentoku. I guess it's a me to an extent. And it's like. Right. You know, Gentoku is just, is just classic, like, government fuckhead dude who wants power or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and Itsumi's just a nerd. The yeah. The non but children. Mm hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um. We got uh, an opinion here from Century Punk Robin. Robin sent in an, an opinion here. Here we go. Build up! Great main writer, awesome secondary writer, and a villain that steals the show from almost start to finish. Personally, I prefer a more traditional Monster of the Week format than builds focus on clashing writers, but the mystery, intrigue, and battle over power-up toys is immediately engaging despite how silly it all is. Heart grease. So yeah, we didn't Greece. even get to see Grease, so... Yeah, but it's pretty good. Yeah. That, if only we had infinite time to just continue to watch Common Rider every month. Such as... That, that'd be kind of hellish, actually. I won't impose that on anyone. Yeah, yeah I don't know about that one. Um, but yeah, c- good fucking show, I think. Uh, and uh, we do have one last question here, but it's kind of just like a general question, kind of kind of referencing what you uh, you said right there. Uh, Quenny Taikiki uh, asked, 
Any thoughts of branching out into other toku if you like build, like Super Sentai, Ultraman, etc.? I don't, I don't know if this is specifically asking if we're going to like keep covering it or just like asking uh, us in general if we're going to keep going into other toku stuff. Um, I mean, Rose, you 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 seem to just be like kind of focused on Common Rider. Have you been thinking about trying like oh, Sentai I've watched, or Ultraman? I've watched some Sentai with my girlfriend. Um, it's fine. I don't think it hits same uh, boxes as it were mm-hmm. as the common rider i here's my thing i've never been an ensemble cast person and even though build is kind of like an ensemble cast they're still core guys you know you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying um and uh i i totally could feel like one day i'm gonna run out of common rider you know i'm going to run out there won't be <laughs> any more for me to go to in which case, I'll probably watch Ultraman. Um, I'm kind of thinking I'll get into Ultraman once that Platinum game comes out. Where you play as a an Ultraman type character. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Shin Ultraman as well. Which exists, right? That's coming, right? That Yeah, I think I think Kamen Rider... No, Ultraman, I think, is next year and then Kamen Rider is after that. I don't, rem- I don't okay. know exactly which, but yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, but... I, I'm I'm really just a, a common rider head, I think, at my core. Mm-hmm. Uh how about you then, uh Maverick? Yeah, um God, let me I definitely feel similarly, if only because it's weird to say Sentai can feel like it appeals to a younger audience, but I think there are definitely points or so there are a lot more series that lend itself to a, a younger skew, I would say. Like, mm-hmm. the last uh, Sentai series that I was getting through is Tokyuger, and that one is definitely um, a surprise in terms of how much I've been enjoying it, but also just how much fun it has with its premise. And, you know, will I see other Sentai in the a near future possibly i'll probably go into like older um analogs of just like oh what was the sentai series that um was going on when this was like something i watched when it got translated to power rangers or something like that but yeah you know if i'm looking at eventual next steps eventually i'll get into ultraman i'm probably looking at like ultraman geed because uh, I see that it's available on, like, Shout Factory's whole bit. It had a pretty good uh, theme song from what I heard. And that's always, like, important and shit. Or, no, was it fucking... Or one of those. That, one of those, you know. But um, that's always an option. I feel like at some point I gotta get into... Uh, Garo? Mm-hmm. Oh, Garo? That's, yeah, Garo. Oh, Garo's pretty good. I've seen a bit of Garo as well. Uh, yeah, and, you know, for context, Garo is, like, tokusatsu, but it's easy to see tokusatsu, but for adult audiences, but literally it is like, oh, hey, dude, like, this is, like, actual real shit, but still toku, which is pretty dope. I like that. Uh, Alvi, how about you? I think I want to focus on finishing this first. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Focus on build first. 
Um, but for sure, it is definitely reminded me at some point, definitely wanting to unpack um, and go backwards a bit and, and, you know, just, you know, rewatching a bit of Power Rangers and then actually going back into the source material they came from, which is like, you know, the original Super Sentai titles, you know, at least the stuff I remember. Um, and there's like a whole well of like utter like, you know, content and videos talking about the history of that franchise too, that I I know I bookmarked. Um, I actually had a coworker who is a huge fan of Power Rangers and went to the Power Rangers convention every year, which I think is in Florida or Texas. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> and it's a big deal. Like they even get like, yeah, they even have like some of the Japanese actors and like people who worked on like the original Super Sentai series come in and like, it's a very nice, sweet, like, you know, meeting of the minds there. They like, you know, it's it's a very much an acknowledged collaboration at this point that they do that, you know, where they kind of coexist as two separate things um, and cr- make, pay credit to the original material. Um, but um, for sure, yeah, I want to just, yeah, just focus on finishing build first and see see where I go from there. But uh, I, I think definitely, though, I want to watch the horrible, the horrible American version, um, mm-hmm. which I, you know, now that I look at, <laughs> which um, is... Again, you know, Dragon Knight seems interesting. I think I do want to go back. Maybe that will be during my Power Rangers journey. Um, but from my understanding, it's just called Mast Rider. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's uh, I think it's Saban Entertainment's whole, like, when they were unhinged and wanted to Americanize everything, this is where, like, all that stuff of, like, this unreleased um, attempt at a an, an American cartoon version of, like, Sailor Moon, and it was just, the, the clips of it seemed really bad. Um, they were just going out of their way, going ham over that stuff. Um, um, and it's all available on YouTube somehow unskated because I guess no one wants to acknowledge it exists. <laughs> uh, so I'll just sit down and watch that at some point. Um, and it seems to be, ba- from my understanding, it seems to be based on like one of the last common writers of the show era. So like late. 80s or so when, mm-hmm. whenever that ends it's very interesting that this franchise has been so cumulative and so like long like just existed for a long time they have they have to like segment the titles um in an, in an order that makes sense by according to the era of J- like what era of japan it came out in uh, which to me is really funny uh <laughs> i mean the important part <laughs> they've been around for decades <laughs> it's the fact that like there's actually a portion where they just stopped making common rider or rather yeah you know after uh black rx is the uh, series you're thinking of eventually uh-huh. yeah uh they stopped making the show and then it was more just like all right we can still like make movies out of it which I mm-hmm. think led to Common Rider J, which had its own appeal, right. and then also um, aptly named Shin Common Rider. But that mm-hmm. one was more: what if Common Rider was fucked up and like yeah. was a mutated uh-huh. bug? And right. <laughs> oh, you could just look up the engine for that. Oh, it's like nasty and it rules. But <laughs> then, like after those movie adaptations, you know, is when the actual uh, 2000 introduction of Kuga the uh, segmenting it as the show and Heisei writers only helps if only for the fact that it's like there is definitely a gap where there just is no common writer. Whereas, you know, Sentai still had its own uh, stuff going on. And that, if anything, got even more popular because that's when like Jew Rangers started popping off and then the series that would then get adapted into Power Rangers filling that gap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a very fascinating history. I certainly want to learn more about. Well, I can always suggest My that. answer 
My answer is pretty much the same thing as always. Yeah, I, I kind of just want to get through this, and if I feel like I want to do more stuff, then I'll do more stuff. But if not, you know, this is still fun, so I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to look back on it with disdain. I'm just going to be like, yeah, that was fun, but that was it. So we'll see. Valid. Ugh. Okay, oh. now I guess we should talk about anime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, um, anime, how about that? Uh, hey, you crazy guys, you two men, huh? How's Digimon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? How's Digimon going? Ghost Yo, Gammon? Like, if anyone fucks up Gammon, it's on site. Yeah, Gammon is my son, and I wish to protect him from all dangers, but also also I want to see him take care of the problems himself, because I believe in him and all of his cool digivolutions. Um, yeah, Ghost Game's still fun. It's still fun. The past two episodes were fucking nutty. Um, especially the latest one. The latest one was just one big, uh, it was one big kart racing uh, joke, basically. Where um, Sistermon CL shows up, who is a uh, Digimon who's a nun, but she's but she's kind okay. of evil, and wow, she so unlike obs- like real nuns, yeah, and uh, she's obsessed with racing so much so that she forces a bunch of other Digimon into a race with her every night. That if you fall too far back, you get you basically get Grim Reapered. Because she summons, like, a Grim Reaper Digimon to kill them. Um, and so the whole episode is just one big race up until the end when Black Gatomon shows up and does the evil containment wave and seals away both the Reaper and, uh, and Sister Monciel. And when I mean that he does the evil containment wave, I mean, like, it's not the exact thing. But it is about as close as you could get without straight up doing the evil containment wave from Dragon Ball. It is it is nuts. Um, it's it's very funny. Uh, I'm still really enjoying Ghost Game. You know, it's it like, hey, if you're into Monster of the Week Toku, maybe you should check out Digimon Ghost Game because that is pretty much what it is. Like honestly, Robin, I would say maybe check that out. Um, it's pretty fun. Uh, they are leading into more of a story arc, though, it seems like, because the first Digimon that they fought was uh, Clockmon, and he escaped, and he was not, uh, he did not apologize for what he did. Because <gasps> some of the Digimon were just like, you know what, I don't understand how this world works, I'm sorry I fucked up, I'll, I'll go try to fix stuff. But Clockmon was very much just trying to steal people's time, but he's coming back, so we're gonna see how that goes. Pretty scary. It was a pretty fucked up concept about what he was doing, I will say. Yeah, it was. Maverick, how are you feeling about about this show? How are you? What are you? What are you thinking? I'm digging it. I I always appreciate fresh perspectives on like ongoing series, and Ghost Game definitely feels like one. I mean, the easiest uh, punch up there is like no goggles, but also <laughs> yeah, just you know, immediately taking that idea of like what is Digimon? How do we interpret digimon for a new series and just going like shit you know let's conceptualize this where what what if no one knew that digimon was a thing 
But because of the way that AI and technology just keeps evolving, uh, we can understand a conceptual part of it. And, you know, the immediate uh, dovetailing to that being like, oh, what if we also just created, you know, uh, urban legends around these things that are happening? And then the answer just being, oh, Digimon exist is a fun way to still, I would say, keep a balance between the uh, classic sense of just going into that digital world entirely and then just having this other interpretation of the fact that, you know, the world itself is as digital as we claim it to be in this uh, narrative setting. Also, you know, it's just fun to see just new interpretations of, like, I, I just love seeing new Digimon because I feel like it's been very easy to just have a conception of like what each character should have in terms of like a partner. Gammon definitely fits that aesthetic of what a protagonist Digimon can be. But I'm eager for the fact that, you know, I honestly, uh, th- this one's for the real heads. Uh, Gammon's given me Liger Zero vibes. Mm. For all my Zoids heads out there. Yeah. All With right. just the fact that it's like different like uh, form evolutions and there's no actual... Uh, you know, I also like the fact that like as part of this Digimon lore, like um, they're just like, yeah, you know, some Digimon can evolve, but I've never heard of a Digimon evolving and then turning back. Whereas in the past, it's sort of like, yeah, no, it's just like a thing we do. And then we're back to normal. Also, considering that, like, it's funny seeing death seen as, like, a legitimate worry or concern, even in, like, that racing episode. When, like, very, um, I would say, habitually, Digimon likes to relish this idea that, you know, data is eternal. And that, like, death is only just a partial... It is just a part of this life cycle that a lot of Digi- like Digimon have. I don't know. It, it was, like, a, something that really, like, got to me. Or just, like, I noticed after, like, huh. Yeah, no, this is the first time I can remember a Digimon, like, fearful of dying. But I, I mean, mean, like, e- even with this, this Grim Reaper Digimon here, like, it's not actually fully killing them because, you know, there's the part where, like, it captures some of them. It's just like if they just yeah. get, like, trapped and hits in his, uh, in his scythe. But yeah, yeah, it, there, there's there still feels like there's there's higher stakes and there's high, especially higher stakes for the people because, you know, people are getting, like, kidnapped by these Digimon and, like, like, you know, getting getting uh old beached and uh you know getting their their birds are all being stolen from them dude their birds are getting like just taken away no birds for you but then that, that one happens. girl her, that one girl's bird came back to her that was very cute yeah that was nice. um no i'm definitely eager to see what's next as soon as we see a leomon show up i'm putting on the counter so so you say that <laughs> But last season, Leomon didn't die. Nah, that's not a real Digimon season. That's not... It's not a real Digimon season. It's a side it was story, the, alternate path. It was, the, it, it was the reboot. It was that, that reboot. Did, Leomon didn't die. The reboot. Yeah, I, I don't trust like one. that. I don't mm. trust like that. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I still think it's really funny that 
uh, one of the first Leo Mon cars that came out in the TCG had its effect activate when it got killed. So and it was like one of the first <laughs> ones that had that effect. So that was pretty funny. It's going to be a Leo Mon Uber. He's also a delivery man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's definitely something to look for. And, and, and again, it's, it's something to kind of like watch with your friends because it's, it, it is just like a fun monster of the week thing. You're just gonna, you know, sit around, eat a snack or something, and just be like, oh yeah, well, how are they going to take down this enemy? What's this enemy's gimmick going to be? It's, it's fun to see them do it. But I, I am also interested to see what the overarching plot will be. Uh, once things kind of kick into gear, um, this does remind me a bit like I, I said it before, but this this reminds me more and more of Tamers. But I just think it is uh, it is tackling it in a more modern and a bit more uh, reasonable way where like it's it's touching on more modern technology. Um, and I think it's also just being a bit more uh, digestible, I would say. Um, instead of being uh, as heady as the 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 lane guy uh, got in Tamers, like I I don't think they're gonna have like government agencies with like women in gl- in orbs typing on shit, being like ah the Deer Reaper. Like I don't think they're gonna get to that, which you know has its place in Tamers, but I I think it's I think it's probably for the best that it's not something like that in in this scenario. Definitely. It's doing its own thing, and, like, I'll yeah, always absolutely. appreciate... You know, it's, like, fucking... I, I love that Digimon exists in a space that it's always wanting to do its own thing, regardless of the iteration. Yeah, absolutely. They are... Yeah, sure. Dig, Digimon doesn't rest on its laurels, you know? Like, we... <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm going to say, say right now... Can I say one thing? So, so I, so I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lightly refute that in that, like, yeah, they did do, they, they, ha- they did a lot of leaning on the original C- series. No, that's uh, recently. not what I was gonna say. Okay, go, I go ahead. I was going then. to say I feel as if the problem is, and I don't mean this as a hit against Digimon. I don't think they ever had any laurels to rest on. No, that that is fair. That I think, is true. Like, they are they are fighting to survive consistently. Yeah. is how I feel about Digimon. I mean that that is that is true. I would say that maybe it's not as unpopular as you would say. Like Digimon oh, has no, always like, had. It's just compared to its contemporaries, right? Like it, it never. I mean, yeah, of course. Hit it's the levels it, of like Yu Gi Oh or even or. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm. But I mean. I would say I would say it's getting there now. Like the new sure. TCG is big and like the reboot anime was well received. People did like it and Ghost Game is pretty good. And you know, like people are out there buying the fucking Tamagotchis now, you know? Like they're selling the Digimon toys. Like I would not be surprised if they if 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 it came out that those toys are selling better than they did back in the day. You know? Like I would not be surprised about that because like Digimon is just I feel like they're handling the franchise a lot smarter, and I think it was a good idea to do that sort of Gen One thing. Like, yeah, sure, do do a do a Gen One remake, like make it about Tai and Agumon for a while, and but all but also like almost concurrently, they also did those movies that were like the finale of that story. That was like, yeah, like the Digimon Tri movies that was wrapping up those stories and being like, yeah, like we're all all adults now. This is the Digimon for the adults that, you know, can 
grow up had grown up with it and remember it as a kid and but then also here's the new generation that can get into digimon with this reboot and now here's just something that everyone can enjoy with ghost game and with the tcg like i I think they're doing a really good job with the franchise as a whole and you know i i would say that it cyber sleuth probably helped that a lot too because that was like you know it wasn't like a godsend but it was a solid enough game that people were like oh yeah digimon yeah i like digimon when i was a kid okay sure so yeah i i i think i think they've they've really hit a good point where they're like they're making good stuff that isn't too up its own ass that isn't too heady but is trying to explore new territory and yeah you're right that they never really did have laurels but like even the like they they never even like leaned on or they, they didn't even lean on what like feeble like I don't even know what to say of it, but like, yeah, they, 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 they still did smart stuff with the gen one stuff. They didn't just crank out a remake. It was like a full on reboot with a bunch of new stuff. Yeah. I just think that I think like in general, when you are coming from a place where you're not the King, right? It's like, we see it in games, right? Like the Xbox trying really hard to be like, look how good we are right now and trying things, stuff like game pass, Mm -hmm. other stuff. Because they're not the winner, so they got to try, right? Whereas mm-hmm. you run into the Pokemon thing and you get a brilliant diamond. Yeah, basically. Um, but good. I'm going to get back to that eventually. Because mm-hmm. I love Gammon. This little Gammon guy. Also, I just like the creepy pasta aesthetic in general. Very. I'm a sucker for that. Mm-hmm. It is very creepy pasta. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, speaking of creepy, oh, no, I'm just kidding. LV, how's mug show? You were going to talk about it last time, but we got cut off. What mm-hmm. you're saying? It's good now when it's actually uh, no, no, it's not good. It's now. Not good. I'm saying okay. it's, it's good, good at times. times. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's okay. good at times. Um, <laughs> um. There was an episode that stood out to me that was actually good, and, like, it actually focused on what the show should be about, which is ceramics, but no, most of the time it's just focusing on, I don't know what it's focusing on, it's focusing on shenanigans, that's what it's focusing on. Um, Yeah, there was two episodes that stuck out to me where, like, they were, um, yeah, they were, again, they were actually, like, trying to make something, like, one of the girls was explaining, like, Oh, these very particular ceramic like tools you would only use for ceramics, which was interesting because um in um the little like live action segment with the voice actresses at the end of every episode are usually paired with it. Um, um they were explaining what those said tools already were in like the first season, I think. So it's I don't know, it was a little weird that they didn't pair those two things together, but whatever. Um but one episode that stood out to me was that um that's in the town they're in. They have like these the actual town um, that the series is based in. Um, they have these two Kappa statues that kind of like guard this one shrine, and they're you know, and again, it's a whole thing where they're like, yeah, this is made from like kind of the the clayware that you know that, that's you know coming from this town, etc. And in the show, um, they have like these cute little 
you know, like versions of that in, in the show itself um, of, of the Kappa statues, except they look like these round chubby penguins, which I think is a very good. They're, well, they're very good. Yes. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the perfect shape. They're just very round. Um, and they appear in the ending credits and they're like sentient in the ending credits and they're just walking around chasing as if they're alive. Whereas in the show itself, you know, they're just statues. They're just statues. And they actually explain, um, and again, like, di- distant from reality, like, the statues are actually near the little shack the girls have their ceramics meeting in, when in reality, you know, in reality, in actual town, they're, like, by a shrine or something, I think. Or they're, like, recreations of it. I'm not sure entirely. I don't recall. But one of the episodes is, um, explains the backstory of one of the Kappa statues. And actually, they were actually made by one of the girls. Um, and it, 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 it puts you in the perspective of it in a weird way like it's kind of like not in like a literal like we're seeing what it's seen but like it's it's narrating the episode and it's like and it's an interesting like explanation of like you know how to process clay and you know what how does the end product end up you know being the way it is um and it starts off with the girls saying like oh we got this batch of clay and it's you know and they they even explain it again and they further explain in one of the live action segments where there's a certain, you know, source or mine. I, I, I think like something, something about like there's a particular batch of clay that's now super rare because they literally like <laughs> in one of the mines around the town where it's literally rare because they just it just literally ran out of clay. There's no more clay being produced of whatever this type is, you know. So it's it's there's, you know. And so the girls, like, got, like, a, a stock of it. And you understand, like, you know, we got to make something special out of this because we're not going to see this clay again. It has to be something special. So one of the girls, like, is like, oh, I got an idea. Um, and, you know, again, it's narrating from the perspective of the clay itself, saying, like, oh, God, I hope it's, like, you know, the the mature, sophisticated girl. And, I, and it starts grimacing and saying, oh, no, it's like the dumbass who's going to, like, uh, scold me. I don't want this. Please help. Um, and it's, like, expressing all those, like, disdainful thoughts throughout the episode. And it's kind of funny that it's, like, worried about, like, what the final state of it would be. Um, and ultimately, yeah, the final result of it is, like, it becomes, like, that Penguin Kappa thing. <laughs> and it's a whole, like... And it becomes a whole like dramatic thing where like, oh no, you know, like there are many, t- there are many like false, like false alarms are like, oh God, is she going to break it or did she screw up, etc. Um, and, um, and then ultimately at the end of the day, like, um, yeah, she makes it and like it, it, it becomes like one of those, yeah, it becomes a statue next to the Kappa statue. Um, and really what happens at the end though is that it unfortunately caves in a little bit at the top. Um, because I think at some point she was air drying it in the sun and then it rained all of a sudden. So that probably like made it a little more brittle. And yeah, it, like, but it has a happy result where like she realizes, oh no, I, you know, even though it's broken, like I put a lot of work into it and I can still make it look better. And they just, you know, just realized, oh, I can make it like a vase. Like I can make it like a planter. So then ultimately that, yeah, that's ultimately like the backstory of like the little two Kappa statues that are, are seen throughout the series. And it was just a very nice, like, thorough exploration of just, yeah, the sculpting process, which is, it's just, that should be the whole series, yet it's not. <laughs> Again, most of the series is them not actually dealing with ceramics. It's like, it's them, I don't even remember what the episode after that was. It's like, they're, they're okay, 
uh, to recollect like a previous episode yes there's a there's a there's a girl from mexico who for some reason she's back now i guess she's a main character now and they're just bringing her back for some reason um and they're like yeah i guess she's not part of the group and ultimately they're just like going around the town like giving her a tour which is fine but it's called you know make a mug when me we have yet to make a mug uh <laughs> <laughs> um the live action bits are also getting more unhinged. Uh, again, we are in a pandemic still, and it's just really funny that, you know, they keep trying to act like there isn't one going on, even though, like, all the people they're meeting are, like, wearing masks and the actresses are not. Um, once again, they're, like, faking, like, a summer festival for some reason. Like, they have all the actresses in the kimonos, and they're, like, literally on the side of the street with these empty stalls that they made the townspeople set up just for this bit. Like, like oh, it's, like, I think it's a Matsuri. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they specifically mean. I think it's a Matsuri festival. Like, oh, it's the Matsuri festival again this year, but it clearly looks like it rained. It looks cold. Like, they're, <laughs> they're doing... It's absolutely baffling um i mean ultimately it, this town seems to be benefiting from this series in some way so good for them um but this is certainly not a show to learn ceramics despite the name <laughs> it's a it's a it's a very straight this, this is yeah they're not the it's it's a very strange show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I knew someone. I think I said this months and months ago, the first season. Um, but I knew someone who had um, read the manga, and they said the manga was a lot better. Yeah, about like what? How does that? <laughs> I don't know because uh, well, is it, is it actually have, more focused? Yeah, because it's only <laughs> right. You're only seeing like the one side of things. Um, but that it was like a pretty good gag one. I don't know. This is all secondhand conjecture. I trust my friends. That's all. <laughs> but. <laughs> um, they didn't say it was anything amazing just that it, it's it's definitely seemed better than the uh anime itself right um but i imagine that might also be because you could consume like all of it really quickly instead of in these 15 minute chunks um right i think that it, it definitely has this energy of like we're just making up like what what should each episode have like oh i guess they're gonna go on a field trip but then like they could just stay in the shack and make mugs and that's fine. That's the show. <laughs> They're not doing that. Yeah. Um, especially since in the second season, there's like no like stakes anymore. The first season was very much about the main character who, who, yes, yeah, she's an idiot, but she kind of like, <laughs> but it, it had a very kind of like solid point towards the end where it's like, yeah, she kind of is like bad at like making ceramics and she's trying to get out of her shadow of her mom, who is known for, like, making beautiful work. And then she loses the fucking contest and, like, screws up. But the takeaway from that is, like, is that it's okay. Like, it's okay that, like, you know, she hated, like, doing this stuff. She, she felt like she was forcing herself to do this stuff because she wasn't good at it. But the takeaway at the end was, like, you know, I don't have to be good to do something I like, you know. And, like, uh, you know, maybe I'll get better with time. It just takes practice. It was, it was a very nice, like, oh, okay, point of message of, like, yeah, sometimes you just got to mess up. And things don't have to be perfect for you to like it. It does not have to be like, you know, you don't have to be good at something to like something. But now there's nothing real. There's nothing of that sort now in the second season. So most of the time it's not even really centered on the main character, which is nice. But at the same time, I'm not even getting much from the other characters either. Because again, a lot of them don't really have, <laughs> a lot of them have very surface level personalities. Again, for a very, you know, for a very short series, like what can you do? But it, it could be, it could be definitely way more focused on the actual title of the show. If there'll be a season three. Oh my god, maybe. 
<laughs> I'm at this point, like, I was surprised there was season two, and now I'm like, I don't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's season three. <laughs> this is perpetual machine. This, like, we gotta give this town money. Like, good for them, but. Uh. <laughs> I mean, is it good for them if they're sending these actors out know. into the COVID world unprotected? I don't know. Like I mentioned, no one's in this town. Ta- like, like I mentioned, it's just strange. Like, no one's walking into this town but these actresses. And then whenever we see people in the back, like in the town, they're just like scared of the camera. And, just, <laughs> you know, and they censored their faces, thankfully. But it's just like, oh, it's really strange. Um, and yeah, they have like, again, they like, Similar to Kimono Friends with the with the zoo, like they they have like signs of the anime girls like in different parts of the town, like and and they recorded like little audio tours of little landmarks. But yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look like anyone's walking through that town. And again, because I feel like it's also just off season, and like they're pretending it's summer when it's not summer. It's it's really it's really something. <laughs> <sighs> you know. um, Speaking of when you're saying that they're pretending that COVID doesn't exist, um, this is just reminding me how the aquarium anime takes place in 2022 because they're trying <gasps> or 2023 oh, actually? now because the, yeah because they're trying to pretend like it's post COVID or whatever and that's not like really was that the framing yeah. of it in the beginning well, yeah because oh, they wow. don't want to even pretend that it's like COVID it's that the aquarium was closing even though that would have been effective I think um, uh huh yeah if anything that would have been like a great like justification for it <laughs> yeah well instead it just seems like the grandpa's a freak um <laughs> but no uh so the aquarium anime it uh it has continued to just be like this misery machine i think i've sort of said in the past for the <laughs> main character girl the blue hair girl where like her boss is having her like present projects and like do like all this other stuff, even though she's like, I think she's she's nineteen or twenty or something, but she's like extremely young and she's the youngest member of the team and the newest hire. But he keeps like dumping everything on her. Um, they haven't given a reason for this yet. I kept assuming the classic anime standby of you know he believes in her is why, but it doesn't seem to be the case. He just seems to be an asshole. Um. But the main thing about this show that's been getting me is I th- I, I, I would love it because I think they could affect what they're clearly trying to do is do a like metaphorical combination of the ideas of how marine life interact with things and what aquariums mean, all this other stuff and how that can intersect with human psychology a lot of the time. Like um, the most recent episode had like, look, these little turtles are born and they don't know anything, but then they just they do their best and they go to the ocean or whatever. It's like, wow, just like a human. And I'm like, that's not really true, but okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, but it, it could do this, and it could have an interesting thing to say. I think the main thing is right now they've really set up, like, the girl's miserable, okay? Like, she is having a horrible time. She's in a job. I, I think most people could relate to this, a job that, uh, like, she just nothing is like working but the way that they've positioned it is that basically her grandfather and the manager of the aquarium are setting this up as like a oh we're just giving her the idea that you know she doesn't have to do stuff with aquarium she can branch things out like be a marketing person which is fucking insane as a branching out type job to give someone um 
But what I was hoping for was, I was really hoping for them to direct the plot towards something like, hey, this, this, the old people believe this is a good thing, but it's actually a bad thing. And that this is how society always works, is we always act like the old people are doing this horrible thing to torture someone. But it's, it's actually good in the end, and that seems to be what it's actually doing. But I was really hoping for a while it seemed like, oh, wow, they're setting up like, hey, like, the way that people act in capitalist structures in like jobs like this or like even in like jobs that are like passion projects to an extent, quote unquote, like aquarium keeper, right? Like to be an aquarium keeper, you have to be someone who really is into that sort of thing. Um, And throughout this, I think they've really shown like that a lot of the people who are involved don't actually care and they just either like got into it just by who they knew or like they just wanted to be into it for the money or like the glamour of it quote unquote i'm sorry i say quote unquote so much but uh like it feels like there was there is something effective that could be conveyed here like this idea of how these jobs are co-opted how these things that are passionate like actually never actually go to the people who are really passionate about it um and that it ends up just everything ends up being mismanaged because of the nature of people being focused on money and marketing and things like that. That could be an interesting thing to explore. And I don't think they're going there. And I'm kind of bummed. Um, I don't understand why so many original anime feel like they just like have to fall back onto the most basic ass tropes and stuff like that. But it feels like it happens all the time. Uh, it's a real bummer. Um, but yeah, uh, I've, th- that's almost over now. <laughs> so, oh, you'll be free. I'll be free. It, it wasn't like torturous. It was just weird, right? Like it was just like I I wanted it to do something interesting, and instead it just sort of ends up being like like I don't. I think any show that ends with "Wow, that old person was right" is a, a choice oh. in the current era, especially. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely where it is going. Uh, speaking of old people, John, how about Lupin? <laughs> Damn. All right. I mean, it's old. <laughs> it is old, but what is old is oftentimes new again. Um, so I'll be honest, I didn't really care too much for the, uh, the, the, the time travel story, how that wrapped up. It was pretty lame. It was just like, oh, Lupin and Goemon got caught in like a VR recreation, actually. And so they were playing along with it to string it along because Lupin also was overloading it and was going to blow everything up. And then they got ripped out of the VR thing at the last second before it blew up. And it was just like, I don't fucking care. It was it was dumb. I didn't like it. Then they got back to the main plot. The main plot's interesting again. You know, they're back with uh, the current day Sherlock Holmes and, you know, the, the intrigue over why Lupin is trying to, um, you know, insert himself back into Holmes's life and uh, especially Lily Watson's life who, you know, thinks that Lupin killed her dad. And it's it's all very mysterious and all very exciting and they're trying to figure out, you know... It's like two different, uh, separate, but just as evil, um, 
you know, like the their crime syndicates going after each other, and Lupin's caught in the middle, and he's trying to help people, but also trying to steal a treasure, because that's Lupin. And hey, guess what? It's really fucking good. It's really fucking good. I still very much love the overarching plot so far. So yeah, even though that one little two-episode arc wasn't really that strong, I'm still very much enjoying this. And uh, the next episode is going to be a Jigen episode. So I'm I I, I always love Jigen focused episodes. Those are always really fun. Like my my yeah. favorite episode. Uh, of Lupin that I've seen so far is still from, I think it was from part four, uh, the, the episode where Jigen uh, is like getting checked out at the, the hospital. I think that's that's probably still my favorite episode that I've seen so far. Um, still really, really love it. Um, will always love Lupin. E- e- even stuff that I'm kind of like, eh, on is still, is still pretty good. Like, yeah, again, I, I didn't really love where that story ended, but I still... You know, the action was still fun. The characters are still fun. It's still good. All right. Do you think they'll ever do Lupin 7? What? Like Like Lupin Part 7? I mean, yeah, I bet they'll keep making parts. Like, Do you think it's like it's closed, it'll never die? Oh, totally. I think Lupin's gonna continue until the heat death of the universe, you know? Okay. Like, I, I, Lupin's like... Oh, like, yeah, it's, I, I know. It's, it's just basic enough. Yeah, it's just basic enough, but the the, the thing is, the, the neat thing is that as the times progress, Lupin, like, you, like, like to, by keeping Lupin uh up with the times it only keeps it interesting because then it just adds more characters it adds more plots it adds more scenarios like it's it's like foolproof almost in that like you know if you if you're gonna be like well why doesn't why doesn't lupon have this you know it's it's 2021 why isn't this happening in lupon and it's like okay sure we'll do that and then they do it and then it's cool <laughs> so you know I like the fifth. The fifth part was basically all about how would Lupin function in an era with social media, and I think they pulled it off pretty well. You know, I think that's really neat that they like tackle these criticisms in a fun and like you know a fun and uh, an interesting way. They aren't just like stuck with the times. They are actively updating the character that is pretty cool in my book yeah i'd agree especially when like it doesn't listen i'm i'm not the most first in case closed but i I, this is also my best example of a comparison uh of long running but it's just like they they Mm -hmm. don't really update that very much or like your golgo 13 and all that yeah oh yeah good better example probably um yeah they don't really get with the times, as it were. But I will say, I think I think a big reason why Lupin is able to keep up with stuff is because it is not that singular creator. It is like they they are very active yeah. in like working with different teams and different writers and stuff. Which, yeah, I mean, you know, Golgo thirteen. Like, if we're talking about that, like that was the same. Like, like that dude died this year, and like. You know, it's they're still wrapping up the story, but that's like explicitly because he like trained people to 
for for this to happen you know like he has like a team to to wrap up gogo 13 but like once monkey punch passes they can keep doing lupon forever you know because they'll they'll just like like i don't even think he's been doing lupon stuff like at all like I, i i think he's if i remember correctly i think he might be like a professor somewhere or something but or maybe but i mean dude can just like live off the royalties for the rest of his life like he's you know he's definitely fine and like you know his his creation is just gonna keep being updated for the new generation and it's all the better for it i i i just to correct you monkey punch did pass away a couple oh, of years oh shit ago. that's right <laughs> oh yeah he did that's um, right yeah okay that's right no but it very much proves your point but you, yeah you pretty, it pretty much does prove your and um i think about the case of the loop you know looping characters um they're kind of like blank slates as you were saying like they do evolve with time compared mm-hmm. to something like case close where that case goes started off with a st- story in mind i think there was an ending in mind and i don't know what happened there that it just kept going <laughs> that i'm fascinated by but very much like you know lupine in a way is very much these are here here's a cast of characters where you can apply them to different cases and what have mm. you um and, and that's certainly difficult um to do if you had already certain things in mind for certain character developments um and uh, yeah, I don't know how I don't know how Case Close is doing, and I don't even know what's going on there anymore. <laughs> mm. But yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. That that does just kind of back up my claim that hey, yeah, yeah. they could just keep doing loop on stuff forever, and you know they don't they don't need to be so slavish to the original. It's just it's just a f- it's just a bunch of fun character designs. Yeah. And like character concepts that they can just you know that you can do whatever you want with them, and there's like so many cool things you can do. Yeah. Cool. Um, Maverick, what the fuck does this mean that you have written down here? Like <laughs> Comey, more like Comilf. Hello. Yeah. Hello. What? <laughs> <clears throat> Did they put like her mom in? Oh uh, yeah, they fucking put her mom in. Oh, dude. Okay, no. okay, okay, this is fine. Then. Okay, this is fine. Then I was scared. Fucking hell for a yeah, second. hell yeah. Just calling <laughs> they put her. That? And I was like, Comey's mom has got it going on. She's all that I okay. want, and I waited for so long. <laughs> Comey, can't you see? It's not the girl for me. I know it might be wrong, but I'm in love with Comey's mom. <laughs> hey yo. Oh wow, I'm looking at her now. Yes. Yeah, <clears throat> Sup, baby. Take me out to dinner. She introduces hey, yo. herself as Forever 17. Wow. Yup. No. Yup. Yup. So, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the gaggle of idiots, uh, invite themselves over to Comey's house because they realized, hey, we never went to your house. Let's see how that's like. And so they go. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, get to hang out. And at some point, uh, Najmi exits the, uh, room because her whole bit is going to be, I'm going to see these two freaks when they're alone in the room. And it turns out they're, they're just perfectly calm. Tadano and Komi are very, very, um, fine individuals when alone in a room because, What's there to happen in the middle of all that? What What's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing. And as I had alluded to before, you know, I forget if this 
uh, series is immediately just a four coma series, but they're doing something very similar to uh, Love is War, Kaguya-sama, where, you know, going through all these gags, they're now starting to establish a bit more of a ongoing um, focus, and by the end of uh, this episode, we see the actual school year end, and so now we're getting into summer break. And uh, the one of the last scenes for this um, episode was just a very good exchange of uh, Komi just being bored, doing her summer work, getting it all taken care of. She wants to call somebody. She wants to hang out with somebody. But who is she going to hang out with? Who is she going to call? Maybe she'll call Tadano, but she's too terrified to do that. Cut to Tadano just bored out of his mind at home and thinking... Man, Komi probably finished all of her schoolwork. She's probably trying to think of somebody to call. Maybe she's going to call me, but she'd be too worried about it. I I guess I could go and break the ice there. No, 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 I I won't do that. I won't do that. It'll be fucked up. And then again, Najimi the God coming in to be a mediator. Just being able to go like, hey, you know, we're all gonna go to the beach. Let's, uh, or we're we're all gonna go to the pool. Let's have a good time. And uh, match shot of both of them, just small little fist bump. It, uh, it's very good. You know, we'd mentioned, or I know Rose, you're gonna be talking about this a little bit later with the uh, the concept of ethical heterosexuality. <laughs> yeah. But now you know, I like as much as I like the idea of two people liking each other when it comes to uh, straight couples because that never happened really i also like you know a genuine portrayal of friendship as it evolves into something better and i like that they're definitely setting something up here where at the very least like tadano and komi are very eager to hang out with one another and it's good to see that pop up before trying to establish any other foundation of like oh is he gonna ask her out like it don't make me care about that yet make me care about the fact that they're both gonna get to hang out in the same space with as i've said often again just this gaggle of freaks and also komi shuko hey yo I'm I I'm I'm getting it. Okay, so like I'm on the wiki page. I'm getting it. I'm seeing this. I understand. I get it. <laughs> oh no, she's voiced by Inoue. Yeah, Kikiko, that's who's, why. Who's known? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, they did this on purpose. Oh yeah, of course they did. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course they did. <laughs> oh no. You gotta get the lady yeah. of voices lust in Full Metal Alchemist to be a mom, right. and then you're a genius. You're a real, there you go. Um, you're a real scientist in the lab. Doing yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, she 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 has a whole bit where she jokes about how young she sounds and looks, and yeah, she's she's beautiful. Yeah, no, she's a, and her own daughter is an actress, but she's like almost sixty and she looks great. She's oh, like, yeah. oh wow, okay. Um, and yeah, but she's yeah, she actually does have like a variety of voices where yeah, she voices of course moms, but then. 
it's become a recurring joke where like you look really young and she plays into that bit a lot uh yeah it's just she 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 knows people are like uses the forever 17 line yeah she knows the people are feral Mm. and she she plays into it uh (laughs) absolutely uh (laughs) respect um Mm -hmm. now but i see this mom yeah yeah finally like a different haircut too you know yeah a, sh- a cool short haircut yeah <laughs> um so yeah uh, this, uh, i'm gonna steal the segue here uh to go yeah ethical <laughs> heterosexuality um so banished from the hero's party i decided to live a quiet life on the countryside all right it's very you know whatever show it's fine however the main character's like live together and they're like they're like you know like kissing and stuff and it's normal and they're just being normal about it and this is insane to me um as someone who has watched a lot of seasonal anime over the years um because i've noticed the trend is just if you're doing heterosexuals in anime it tends to be the type of thing where one has to be the girl has to be like Hinata from naruto even if she's angry all the time, she has to act like Kanata, where she's like, "Oh, gee, will whiz, I don't know anything." Um, or they have to, and the guy always has to be like, "Oh, I don't get it." But the guy here is normal, and the girl here is normal, and they just interact with each other, and they have a nice time, and they just like hang out in this town, and they do stuff, and it's refreshing to an extent, I guess is how I feel about it. Um, uh, I said this before the show, but a friend of mine said, like, the way that you you do straight romance in an anime and make gay people care about it is you, uh, you just make them like each other because there's just such a prevailing notion, which it comes down to, like, a lot of these, this stuff is written by, like, dudes who have never been in a relationship, right? Like, that's a lot of light novels in anime. Um, but not even just that, but, like, the persona director type where they're like, I don't believe women and men can be friends type logic. Uh, so it's nice to see here, even when it's like, it's like they just have a normal relationship where they like each other. Um, and uh, also they're like in their mid twenties. So they're just acting normal. Uh, it's nice. It's really nice. Um, and also the fact that that's not the only thing going on in the show. Like they're doing a bunch of funny little stuff. Also, that's not an isekai. I should say, is one of the main things that struck me about it. Uh, I don't know where this show is going. I assume it will go into something, but it's nice to see a relationship is not the end goal, but rather just a part of the journey, you know? Uh, Which is how I think most series should treat relationships. Um, Yeah. Uh, I recommend it if you like that sort of thing, I guess. Yeah, maybe that sounds cool. It. Yeah, maybe read it also, Ooh. is what I would say. I'll send these um, light novels to 15-year-old me. <laughs> yeah. <Ugh. laughs> I, uh, I've, I've sort of gotten into reading light novels recently. Um, not, to, not to break my my perfect exterior where you never thought that I would read things like that because I'm watching every isekai <laughs> or anything. But no, uh, light novels, 
some of those translations that have been coming out semi recently from like seventeen and stuff, pretty damn good. Pretty impressive stuff, I wanted to say. Um mm-hmm. really impressed by the work that they're doing over there. Um Yeah. Uh so LV. Yeah. Take your pick. What do you want to talk about? You have two here where you both a lot a lot is happening between both of them. Yeah. Um I would like to talk about Hike History, yeah, which has it. ended recently. Oh, it ended. Oh, oh right, because uh, it was only like eight, right? Yeah, it's a mini series. It was, um, you know, um, I don't know if mini series is the right word, but definitely like it's contained as like it's not something intended to be further. Um, and this was a series that people were um, building up as the first series uh, being made and directed by Naoko Yamada um, ever since she has decided to leave Kyoto Animation um, to now work at Science Saru. And, um, you know, if you don't know her, she's known for having, you know, directed K-On! Tamaka Market and, you know, done other work for K-On! And specifically for um, doing a, a silent voice. Um so, you know, not again, a lot of people don't know the reason why she chose to leave Kyoto Animation. But nonetheless, she's inside and Saru now. And this is her first series with them. Um, and this is based on... It's based on a, this grand uh, Japanese epic that basically took place... You know, that's that kind of narrates this you know, loose account of what went on uh, during um, the 12th century in Japan. You know, there was like, you know, there, there was a, there was a huge war going on. Um, and again, like when it comes to like a lot of these epic stories, right. It's always like very loose in terms of like, okay, what actually happened versus it being flourished with some mythology, some magic, some, you know, some, 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 some paranormal stuff in here, um, you know, and, 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 you know, certainly making historical figures more allegorical than literal, etc. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where I think, like, only until super recently that, um, actually, no, well, I, I could be wrong on this, but it, it, there's, like, so many trans, you know, it's one of those things where there's so many translated versions of this story, because, again, it's one of those things where perhaps it was, you know, like, the original source of the story was, you know, like, not lost throughout history, but it was just scattered and, like, hard to compile and determine, like, okay, is this, like, you, you know, not to say, I don't I don't think this was a story passed by through oral tradition, from my understanding, I think it was passed around through, like, texts written by monks, etc. It was one of those things, and, you know, over time, um, you know, the other difficulty being that, you know, it was written in a form of Japanese that's much different from modern Japanese, right. so that was also the problem. Um... And yeah, so the anime version is based on what, um, you know, what, you know, to the best of their ability, what, what is the mod, actual proper modern Japanese translation of this grand epic. Um, so in the case of the anime, they decide to make a whole new character, I guess, to kind of like, you know, who, who herself is like a character. But in a way, I guess they did it because it's 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 one of those things where again, it's an epic. It's going to sprawl through different characters and not really have a centralized perspective. You know, for anyone who has read something like poems or you know, even if you study things like Greek myth, and, like you know, it, it just kind it's just kind of all over the place. There's really kind of no central like protagonist you need to follow. And I felt like they I felt like they needed to do that because they they, they kind of needed that perspective for the audience um, to kind of like follow along. Um, and it follows how um, during this period in Japan, 
you know, there's this like ruling clan that's very kind of, you know, at least the first impression of them is they're very brutish, you know, very, pol- you know, police state like, you know, if anyone spoke against them, you know, that's it for you. You're going to get killed or like disciplined in some way. Um, and this little girl wandering her with her father, you know, um, uh, she at some point sees like this horrible, like inhumane treatment, like these enforcers of this clan, you know, are going around people's houses and like dragging, you know, like really horrible stuff, like things like trying to imprison people, like taking them out of their homes to like imprison or do horrible things to them. And this girl speaks out. And unfortunately for her, like that meant like, her father got in trouble. You know, her father was like apologize. You know, her, her father was like apologize on behalf. But ultimately, they just like killed him on the spot, like and right in front of her. And that kind of sets in stone the events that lead to her being adopted by this man and getting intertwined with this like kind of like noble family. Um, and it's very interesting because it, it, I think it like opens up like um, this, um, you know, not opens up, but it, it goes into like. Um, Further exploration of um, what's it? Oh, the biwa who were um, the biwa hoshi who were these like artisans, these performers that were especially like prevalent or, and going around at this time period. Um, who are different from geisha, different from geisha, I would say, but I guess comparable in like kind of the things they did. Mm-hmm. But they often um, they often actually were women who cross dressed as male monks. So, you know, that's that's one thing. And it's it, it, it kind of like uses those, you know, it kind of uses that um, occupation as one of the things. Um, what's the word? It, it explores that occupation often in this anime, whereas I think that was not something emphasized a lot again in the original epic, because, again, we now have this like character they made up that we have to follow. And she herself is like a child of one of these artisans. And she didn't really know who her mother was. Um, you know, again, she's like orphaned and now she's being taken into this like family where, you know, she starts seeing like one of these performers and, you know, a- again, it goes on from there. Um, ultimately, again, at the core of this series, it's, it's, it's really just a drama, really. It's like a political drama. So there's a lot of things like, um, Oh, one of the characters, like, you know, is bonding with, again, the main character is called Biwa. She was never given a real name. You know, again, she's named Biwa after like this artisan occupation, this performer occupation. And, um, again, because her mother was probably one. And, um, through her eyes, yeah, we just see, like, the drama of this family unfold where, you know, one of them has to be taken away for, like, some sort of political marriage. And, like, again, just, it's, it's really, like, this whole thing of, like, I guess, child, I think it really goes down to the fact that this is, like, a story of, like, I guess, childhood innocence being lost. I think that's what it is. It's, like, through the eyes of a child, we're seeing, like, all these different, like, subplots and dramas unfolding and yeah it's a little hard to go into each specific one because they kind of like feed into each other right you know like oh this like one character is um again this one character is like forced to leave and become like a nun because she's being like you know like extorted for some reason like there's a lot of these like mini plots where a lot of these characters aren't even named because again like in the original epic like they're more like archetypes as opposed to specific characters um and yeah it's a beautiful um it's a beautifully animated series. Um, it, again, it's very typical of like the science saru of style, where it's very loose. It does. It's not really. It's not afraid of experimenting and like just laying loose with its characters and not keeping them like, you know, solid in shape. Like, yo, know, okay, times like lines are just gonna go all over the place, but it actually looks cool and looks very impressive, um, um, and relevant for like what we're seeing on screen. And the music itself in the 
in the show is very good. It's it's again it sticks to like it's trying to stick to the period where it's using a lot of traditional music. There's there's a lot of moments in an episode where it kind of like um you know steers away and we just hear like chanting which i believe is probably like literal reading of what the epic like what is in the epic itself um and i believe that the chanting is coming from like a future biwa who's like kind of narrating her own story in a way um it's very fascinating i have not fully completed though the series did have finished recently but for sure it's um it's it's definitely something that's beautiful to watch and but as i was going to go into um it does get a little too much again um you know it was difficult for me to go into like specific details of like certain subplots um again because it's like adapting a whole epic which i'm not sure how it's gonna round out in the rest of the episodes i need to see of this um like there's only so much you can put in here because again it keeps jumping around between these different stories and these different characters but doesn't necessarily i think um Good, do a good job. I mean, they all run back to this character, but if it weren't for her, like, I'm like, oh, how would this all work out if we didn't add this additional main character just so we can have a connected thread for all of them? Um, again, like, if you're reading a textbook, you're reading, like, a, a history account of something. There, there's no, like, central character you're following. It's just, like, you're looking at it from above, like, at, like, a macro level, right? Um, but nonetheless, it's, it's, it definitely, like, it definitely makes me curious as to, like, what this director might do here on out with this at at this new studio but um it's certainly it's certainly like as good as people have been saying about it um but it's just just so far it's like oh i don't know how this is gonna round out (laughs) there's like there's just so much to it um um that can be a little confusing especially in regards to following some of like the um, the plot threads unfolding I definitely had wanted to check that one out because mm-hmm. um, for years, honestly, because I had heard mm-hmm. things about it. Um, but I heard this adaptation in particular is uh, mm-hmm. fairly impressive. So, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think it's been in production for a while. Yeah. Uh, um, I think it was delayed because sure. of COVID. I think it was supposed right. to come out last year or something. I don't know. Right. Like, I definitely recall seeing, like, a snippet of it, like, years ago, I think, when it's, like, you know, just a test animation of it, perhaps. Probably, yeah. it's, probably it's, not, it's probably not even something that ended up in the final show, right? Um, no, it's, it's it's definitely something you can, like, you know, like, you just let, let it tied in, right? <laughs> yeah. I might have to rewatch it at some point because, again, it's, like, it does it does reach a certain point where it's, like, oh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it, it jumps around a lot, I would say. Uh. Not to, to to derail, go to such a direction, but I, it was it was just reminding me thinking about animation. This is such a tangential thing. Uh, Girl from the other side trailer looked so good uh, when you posted yeah, that. Yeah, it did. That looks so good. I'm so excited for that. That's been something that's been in good for them. Yeah, making for a while too. Uh, very mm-hmm. cool. Very cool stuff. Um. Okay. Um. Ugh. Uh. Maverick. Toradora. Every day in December. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's going to happen. Th- this is me just preemptively calling that shot. And if anyone <laughs> out there in the sphere is interested in also coming along with that journey, because, you know, uh, Toradora is 25 episodes. So that's right. Uh, one episode each day in December is going to land you right at Christmas for that uh, fun little uh, journey of two people that are learning how to be horny for each other. <laughs> Finally. 
Yeah. Is that ethical heterosexuality? Eh, maybe not the most ethical, because it's still, you know, about... There's a lot of violence, yeah. There is a lot of violence, yeah, (laughs) and I think it is certainly... But, I mean... It has brought brought a sin, I think, to modern anime. Yeah. It has brought many sins, I think. (laughs) You know, you're kind of right, yeah. Yeah, It's the type of thing It's very good, I'll I'll say it. It is good, though, but it has set a precedent, I think, in ways that... It's it's the type of thing... (laughs) The titles after it did not, like, get the... Read the the room. It's the type of thing where it is fine, but the the things that came in wake of it The pastiches of it after are not fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's an unfortunate butterfly effect. Honestly. But all right... I've always, I mean, Alfie mentioned this, and I definitely want to do it. Watching uh, Katana Guitari once a month. Next yes, year. once a month that sounds good as yep. well. Yeah, so. and I might have a different. If you recall, I did not finish it. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did not. <laughs> I was just like, I could not deal with it. So I wondered too if watching it, you know, reporting back each, yeah, month, you know, I wonder if if watching definitely. it in this like might change my perspective on it you know because it's like spaced out and that was how it, you were watching it yep yeah I, speaking as someone who has just recently only recently gotten caught up to the uh modern quote-unquote era of monogatari <laughs> um that wordiness being spread out over time definitely does it favors i think mm-hmm. uh like being able to just be like, okay, I'm going to watch a two episode. I'm I'm going to watch an arc every like four months or whatever. This is great. Um, and I imagine it would be the same for that. Um, I'm interested to see that as well. I'm all for these this type of like seasonal nonsense. Like I'm going to watch X and this. I've always been a big <laughs> proponent of that. Like I'm the type of person who watches uh, Nightmare Before Christmas every Halloween or whatever. <laughs> It's nice. Um, it's nice to have little traditions, you know, and it I definitely would benefit from just having something else to add to my plate. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 fun. Uh, I definitely need to start formulating more traditions to have fun with, I think, because mm-hmm. I don't have many right now. And I, I think it will be fun outside of like, like, should I really watch the Gurren Lagann movie anymore after like 112 times? Probably not. Probably take a break put it in the background but it can be fun i don't know it could be um all right uh lv then you can you can tell us about sakugan i guess that'll be it if you'd like uh is this is again this is the one where it like just keeps adding things right this is what I. If it I keeps recall, adding just, things like, it started out as something and then it started off as it switched I, I yeah okay so it looks this is a show that looks great i wonder if the title's intentional which bothers me but okay like oh wow sakuga no but okay the title the title is a pun on sacks and guns which i don't like either i do not like the title of the show for one <laughs> i but we're gonna call it sakugan um i think it's actually based on not a light novel just a novel weirdly enough like i think it's based on a short Always story or something that happens yeah, always crazy when an anime is not based on a light novel. It's like, whoa, okay, whoa, acknowledging yeah, whoa. other media formats exist. Oh, co- oh cool. Um, you know, what are we talking about? Uh, Tale of Haiki, which is based on a crazy ass huge poem. Um, 
And um, the premise is the, the premise seems to combine so many things. You were just referencing Gurren while gone. Um, that, that's what so, drills are happening here. There are drills in the show. There are giant robots and drills in the show. They are underground, kind of, but also sometimes above ground, kind of. Um, it, 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 it's, 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 it revolves around a father daughter relationship. It is one of those shows. Um, and how, um, they're, they, there's, they're basically in this like world where, there's like this economy of people who like dig stuff up. Um, it's it's just a whole like weird ecos- ecosystem of, like people like who have these giant robots and they're mining for things and what have you. Um, but ultimately, at uh, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, like um, there seems to be, you know, there seems there seems to be some bigger conspiracy going on where um, uh, this father and daughter kind of like got a map that they have to go somewhere to that will have like the answers to everything in regards to like their past etc and like her mom and all the those, you know that's like kind of the end goal like oh there's more to this world than there is um, and again the bit is that the girl is like you know she's just a little she's like a little kid she's a she's a smart ass little kid who's like a prodigy and she's she's sad because she had she, she she she's never had a normal childhood or at least she keeps denying she's sad she has never had a normal childhood but everyone around her is like she's not had a normal childhood she's sad <laughs> and uh but she doesn't show it her father is a, a dumbass he's a dumbass um and that's their that, they're like a straight laced comedy dude that's what's going uh-huh. on here and she's like oh your dad you suck comedy a gag physical humor you know <laughs> that's the, that's the whole thing um but the show looks great yeah the show looks great um again i just wonder if the title was deliberate it's just like oh haha sakuga in the title um and um opening is great it's it's a very fun flashy colorful show i just don't know where the story is going um you know tell Haiki. the problem is it's just so big so i don't know like right. how they're gonna round it off within the limited episodes they got otherwise it's beautiful i know i know what the intentions of this is this one i don't know what's going on with this it's again it seems to be based on something but it feel it has the the original anime feeling still though so i don't know if you know if it's one of those things where there was a concept of what it was based on but then they're doing their own thing it it feels that way and they lose the plot yeah (laughs) they lose the plot so you know it's like again they're on this journey to following this map to get to a thing that's what that is this is like a this is like a this is like a treasure hunting one piece ass thing except unlike one piece that keeps going they had their a thousandth episode recently by the way (sighs) oh my god well we're big one piece supporters over here you know as we said in the past you guys (laughs) you guys got a netflix adaptation this is the monkey's paw you have chosen this series is going on so long you have now have a netflix adaptation congrats I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> but um, they keep they keep derailing from the fact that they're like going to find something. So like like in a recent episode, it just felt like it feels like it feels like it's trying to be Cowboy Bebop. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like it feels like it's it's very episodic and anthologic in a way. Where like okay, there seems to be some sort of end goal here, but they keep like going into other things. Like one episode, they weren't doing anything. They were literally just like focused on like the digging stuff like they were like oh we're finding things and another episode they're now on the surface and like 
the some like they meet this this sexy lady and there's like a bar fight and like now they're like involving what i don't know it's just it, there's like there's a lot going on that's hard to keep track of that like i keep forgetting about what the main plot is <laughs> so again i don't know this is a show i still also don't have like a strong opinion of i don't know if it's done yet no it's not actually i just checked um but i don't know it's, it, it, it just feels weird that like it has, you know, and they're not filler. It's I, I shouldn't say that, but it feels like it has, like, filler episodes. No, I know what you mean, though. Like, that always you know, happens with the original animes where it's just, like, yeah. the random Like, why comes. is this here? Yeah. You, like, like, you can't afford to have this exactly. here when you have yeah. a limited amount of episodes guaranteed for your series. And it just you feels know? like they're filling w- for time, right? Because they don't know where they want to go with the main story every time. Right, right. It's weird. It's weird because they keep. It's like they keep going up in the surface, and then they keep like literally. It's like they keep going up in the surface doing random stuff, and they go back underground to find the the the, the thing they're looking for. Like it's it's really weird and jarring. And again, it like doesn't there doesn't seem to be stakes besides the fact that there's like monstrous robot threats trying to kill. You know, like yeah. you know, it's whatever. Um, like, like for sure, it's like trying to build the world, but I don't know if that's like effective. If it keeps like, it keeps like meandering on stuff that doesn't really add to anything at hand. Right, because you can do a world building filler episode, like Cowboy Bebop does. Like as an example, like has a lot of those, right? Where it's like, hey, this is says something about the world or the general plot, in a sense. Um, but. I find in recent times, most just, they don't know what they're doing with it. They can't use them smartly. It really does just feel like a waste. It's like, yeah, it's combi- it's combining all these shits. It's combining Made in Abyss. It's combining Gurren Lagan. It's combining Decadence, I would say, yeah. even. Okay. Um, yeah. um, Cowboy Bebop, One Piece... There's these are all different genres. No, I, I know what you. <laughs> but that's mean, like every episode feels like a different show. Um, yeah, now the sexy lady's with them because she's like, oh, you 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 owe me depth or something. She's like she's like a convict or something. But yeah, now there's like three of them. Um, yeah, it's just it's just very strange. It's trying to be it's trying to be so many things at once. Well, I hope. Well, I, I don't even know if I can hope that it gets better at this stage, right? Because it's like, what, there's like, is this a two core? Or is this, this a single core, right? Probably, I'd assume. Uh, um, it. I think it's just a one core. I think okay, it's supposed yeah. to, I think so. That I don't know how it could improve at this stage. Like, I think it's going to end, like, at the end of this year. Like, I think yeah. that's, that's one core. Um. Eh. What are you going to do, I guess? Sometimes it's just like that, more often than you'd want. Um, yeah. Ooh, I would even say it, it, it kind of has elements of Dungeon Meshi, too, Delicious Dungeon, because it's very much the ecosystem of, like, an honor system, like, oh, don't take too much when you go underground, etc., uh-huh. and, like, you know, but no one's really policing that, but there's, like, a culture where it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's trash. A lot of people were compared to Decadence, if anything, um, which is interesting. I'm I'm surprised. Like, it's acknowledged. Like, wow, yeah, that was a good show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to talk about a, an original anime that was okay? <laughs> there you go. Didn't waste time with filler or anything the entire time as well. They kind of just clipped from each episode of the next. What an insane program that was. That was such a trip every week. The little tune. guy. The little guy. <laughs> Once you saw that little guy, you knew it was up. You knew what was going on. <laughs> Maverick, did you ever see this fucking show? 
I'm aware of it. I know that this exists. Oh, too much. No, no anime happened in 2020. No, <laughs> there's no anime <laughs> happening in 2020. You can't tell me that. Haikyuu well, happened, and that was it. Yeah, Haikyuu ended, and that was it. Happened, quote unquote. Oh, uh, Haikyuu! Listen, listen. <laughs> I'm aware that Haikyuu ended. <laughs> you uh, feel it? I felt it. God, no, that was the summer of Shonen Jump just wrapping shit up. And, like, to what? I don't know, just to wrap things up neatly in a bow. Meanwhile, uh, My Hero Academia is still barfing its guts out trying to figure out some kind of an ending. Yeah, really, what the fuck's going on? I don't know. United States got involved for a little bit, and then they stopped, I guess. These new chapters have been off the shits. One Piece undefeated, though. They're still going. They're still going, and it's still pretty sick. Like it, It's still pretty dope. <laughs> and don't even try to talk to me about Dr. Stone. Fuck that shit. <laughs> oh, no. I don't We're even gonna know. We're going to get back mm. to that soon enough. We probably will. Yeah, and it's going to suck. Because yep. I can't wait to see them try to... Um, so so for the context of the actual manga itself, where they ended in whatever portion of the fucking uh, anime, they, they love to bill it as a fucking shonen action series or whatever. It, yeah. it becomes slice of life comedy for like a good chunk of the show. We felt that way, like, in half of season one, where, like, it, they wasted so much time with these awful characters. Well, we it did. just goes the in and out man. of, like, action. The little man. Slice of life. The fucked up little man. Nah, <laughs> that dude rules. That dude's fine. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, he's <laughs> Well, just... okay, no, he's actually fine, but they, there's a, the, um, the blonde one. I didn't even forgot his name. They kept him around, even though he fucking murdered people. Oh, that dude's whatever. Which I don't understand. That show is, that show has, that series has a strange relationship with the villains turning good, and, which is not great. The glass blow? Like, not in a way that felt good. It felt very, like, why, you know? Uh, there's, again, weird. Don't, don't even get me started with the fucking billionaire that they save. Oh, I forgot so, who that was. Ugh, the, the fucking pirate captain or whatever. And the whole bit know, is like, oh man, whenever far. we invent money, that's going to be so good. And I'm just sitting there like, why? Do oh, you-? no, yeah. That was our biggest way. Like, they're just inventing, reinventing capitalism. It, I'm like, literally, you, you it's like, it? okay, so who... Um, my my man who was like, oh, I'm gonna make the strong society. Uh, can, can I convince him to just, like, off uh, Senku and the like... Once they start trying to think about making capitalism happen again. All right. Stupid. The whole, their whole thing of like, oh, he's bad. But then, you know, he's kind of right about like not reawakening the worst people. You know, like, you know, he's kind of like, right? But no, we got to listen to the centrist. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the scientific sen- God, he really is kind of just like the amazing atheist, but as an anime character. <laughs> You're right. Uh, You're I wish right. That wasn't true. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, absolutely. In his little fucking leather booties. <laughs> <sighs> um. 
All right. I think that about does it, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, normally we do a patron pick, but we're going to do that next month because, uh, John, if you want to uh, drop what's going on, go sure. for it. Sure. So um, I am Twitter friends with uh, someone who has been in the anime community for a real long time, probably maybe probably longer than, than all of us. Uh, his name is Brian Hansen. Uh, he wrote for Anime News Network for a good while. Uh, he did the Answer Man column for for a bit. He's not the original, but he was one of the folks that did Answer Man. Um, he's done a lot of other writing all over the place. Now he's just kind of hanging out, it seems like. Uh, and he specifically requested for us to watch a movie called Ryojin Z, which is a, uh, a movie by the same director as a- Akira. Um, it's about, uh, it, it, he, he described it as an old man mecha comedy. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. Uh, it's on YouTube if you want to watch it there. Uh, you know, there's like a, a subtitled version that's in pretty good quality. I mean, it's, you know, available elsewhere if you so desire. But, um, yeah, we're going to have a, a, a real ass anime journo on the show, uh, it's not going to necessarily be in December, uh, because by the time that rolls around, it'll be like when our uh, break is for, you know, getting ready for game of the year and also for the holidays. So we'll probably be recording that like first thing in January. So you got plenty of time to watch it. Just the one movie. But um, yeah, yeah. Check out check it out. Ryojin Z. And uh, yeah, we're 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 being legitimized. We got a real anime head on the podcast now. We're we're <laughs> still still. I'm looking forward to it. All right, so yeah, you can find that over on YouTube. Easy, easy stuff. Um, we're gonna have to start figuring out anime of the year stuff probably pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but next anime of the we'll year, easy. Anime. Just fucking uh, God, what came out this year? oh yeah odd taxi easy shh don't spoil it uh the one where it's not about a taxi (laughs) we'll see we'll see how it goes normal taxi normal taxi (laughs) yeah normal taxi taxi on medication (laughs) uh (laughs) all right um that about does it then. Uh, we're going to take it easy and embrace winter. Uh, um, but thank you all for joining me and watching. Thank you for watching Common Rider build for me. Thank you. Thank you. I've been, this has been, I've been charging this up for months. I've been waiting. Like, I think like six months ago, I just thought, you know, I need to, I need to force everyone to watch Common Rider build. And now. It was fun. It finally rolled around to my choice. <laughs> so, yay. Uh, yay. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking voices. Okay. No, I'm not going to go on there. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> be the one. <laughs> be the one. I'm just going to play Be the One twice uh, for this episode so you can hear that. Um, yeah. Thank you all for joining me. And we'll see you all next time on another episode of Unlimited Railworks. See ya. See <laughs> ya.